Oorah. Praise God and shame on the devil. Amen? Well, I'll tell you what, music's been good. Oh, it always is here. By the way, thank you for, uh, ooh, that's going to leave a mark. That's the way my knees sound every morning of my life. <laughs> you young people, it's not funny. Uh, <coughs> I, you've always treated me good. I thank you for allowing me to be here, and I mean that. I, I, I honestly mean that. It's been a blessing. You've done it again this time. You've treated me well. I uh, thank you for the motel room. It's, uh, you know, a fellow went check into a motel room one time, and the lady said, sir, will that be all right? And he looked down, there was a bed bug going across the paperwork he was supposed to sign. He said, lady, I've stayed in a lot of places, but that's the first time a bed bug's ever looked up my room number. <coughs> Amen. But I, I do very much appreciate everything. <coughs> the music's great. Everything's great. Always has been. But listen to me. Let me say something to you. Uh, you folks are a little backslidden. Uh, when there's no vision of people perish, you need to come up with some plans about something you're going to do in the future. I mean, this, this is getting a little ridiculous laying around being dead. I, you know, so let's, uh, let, let's, let's get with it and get on it and, and go from there, but let's have fun with it. Uh, I want you to understand something this morning, that when you see an American flag and you see the red stripes, don't you ever forget that represents blood that somebody shed so we could be here today. Make sure you understand. Don't, don't just look at a flag and glance at it. <clears throat> now, you want to make a veteran mad enough to... Uh, uh, I can't even watch professional sports anymore, and there's nobody loves it more than I do. I wish I'd do right so I could start watching it again. But I just, I just cannot watch it. They, they, they kneel, they make fun. Even in the Olympics the other day, and I quit watching that. And it's, get, it's getting bad. You turn on ESPN to get the scores of some team or some uh, College World Series or something, and it's turning on the liberal news is all it is. And enough said there. <clears throat> but I, I've said all that to say this. I, I'm gonna, it, it's going to sound this morning like I'm preaching against America, and I'm not. I'm a patriot. I love America. Greatest place with all the problems, still the greatest place on earth. But we can learn something to make America better. But watch this carefully: the politicians aren't going to make it better. Millionaires aren't going to make it better. Christians are what's going to have to be used to to make it better. Very familiar story in First Samuel seventeen. If you'll find that. And don't turn me off just because it's a familiar story. <clears throat> but here, David and his country is in a mess. There's back home, he's taking care of uh, the sheep. He's doing the things that he's always done. But there's wars and rumors of wars. You stand with me? Watch this carefully. But he wanted to do something about it. He didn't want to sit around and twiddle his fingers and, and act like he was doing something. He literally 
wanted to do something. But then when he wanted to and did get up to go do something about it, people belittled him and made fun of him. And his response was, is there not a cause? And you know the story. The world's in a mess at that time. The world's in a mess today. I was uh, <coughs> over at uh, Dr. Tom Neal's uh, uh, home yesterday visiting him. I like visiting him. He's so much older than me. He's like a father figure to me. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, <coughs> we, we were talking, and, and the first thing out of his mouth, we, we, he said, boy, our country's in a mess. And it is. The country was in a mess during this time in history that we read in the Bible, this story this morning. But watch this carefully. God can turn a mess into a message. And I believe that's the message for today. Father, meet with us today. Help us and teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, you know the story already, so I'm going to start reading verse 31. <clears throat> and when the words were heard, which David spake, let me stop a minute. Everybody look up here. The month of June, the Montgomery's were there, the Wilbecks were there, where they were there. Uh, we had like 106 degree weather all of June. Not even a, a drop of dew, let alone rain. <clears throat> a dog would walk across and throw dust up. It was just that bad. <clears throat> Hot and dry. Ever since I've been in Florida for two days, it's rained. And, and, and the, your air, of course, you're living here, you don't understand this. You can chew the air here. <laughs> it's raining on a sunny day, and you don't even realize it because you're used to it. The humidity is so thick, you can chew it. <clears throat> and what has happened is my dry lungs has full, been filled with that wet air, and it's almost like having pneumonia. I'm hacking and coughing. I'm going crazy. So when I hack and cough, I'm not trying to imitate a young Jack Howes. <clears throat> I promise you, I'm trying not to do it. So you be, you, uh, you help me today. Just pray for me, okay? Verse 31 again. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. By the way, there's always something to fight. Even the Apostle Paul said, I fought a good fight. Well, you've got to be careful. We've got to be careful just fighting. We got quiet on that one. There's a difference between fighting a good fight and fighting a fight. If, you, if you're a redneck from out in these swamps where I'm from, uh, we always fought. But when a good fight, we, uh, the, the army of the Lord is the only army in history that shoots its wounded. You remember when the woman came to him that got caught in adultery and, and Jesus looked up and he made this statement, whoever is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Every one of us have done wrong. Breathe, it's okay. Raise your head, it's not time to pray. We all have done wrong. And not only have we all done wrong, we've done things we wish nobody knew about I, I'm so dumb that I don't want, there's some things I, I want God just to totally erase that I don't even want him brought up at the judgment. When we all stand before Christ, I don't want you to hear some of the things I've done. But it's so easy to criticize the Christian, but you let a mechanic or an electrician do the same sin, it's never heard of. 
Amen. <clears throat> so David goes on to say, say this in verse 34. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose again, I caught him by the beard, and smote him, and slew him. Everybody listen to me carefully. Christians are not supposed to be a bunch of wimps. There is a time to fight. But you better make sure it's a good fight. And, and, but we, we, look at, we, we look at Christians. We, look, we see Jesus on the cross as this little skinny, frail-looking frail guy with his ribs sticking out, hanging on the cross. Listen to me carefully. How can you take the beating Jesus to take the cross down through the valley if you're a wimp? David didn't go up to this bear and say, you mean, oh, bear, I'll slap your jaws. Buddy, he put a whooping on him. Let's be honest about it. An old country boy whooping. Right. Amen. If you're not enjoying this yet, read the Bible more often. <laughs> Verse 36, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistines shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord. Did you hear that? Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, <coughs> he, he would deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. While I sit here and do nothing. Now, we, if you study the Bible, and you know what, uh, if you have a cubit being 18 inches, you do all the math you want to, what, a span being 9 inches, all that, all that stuff, you'll find that this giant was like 9 foot 9. But wait a minute. Even though, even though Saul was a Jew, he was like 7'7". Seven, seven. Second biggest guy there. But he sent a kid. He sent a young kid. Young teenager, preacher boy. <clears throat> Verse 38. Saul armed David with his armor, and he put on a helmet of brass upon his head, and also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon the, his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said, by the way, what you believe, you're being proved from the Bible. Not because Dr. Messam upset it. Not because Mr. Money Pocket said it. And by the way, not because some preacher said it. Now I'm going to make you mad. Ready for this? We got too many people got used to the COVID, watching it on TV, and now they don't want to come back to church, and they're watching people. Uh, and, and good churches aren't doing that anymore. So we, now we're listening to Joel Osteen. Oh, I said that on the TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be careful who you listen to. Now you ready to get mad? I don't care if it's your own pastor. You should know what you believe comes from the Bible. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 40. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a scrip. <clears throat> and a sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistines. And you know the rest of the story. Now, here's, here's what I, I want to point out this morning. God can turn a mess into a message. David is sitting here wanting to do something for the honor and glory of God, but he's got enough sense to know it's going to take God's help or he ain't going to get done. Amen. Now, I want you to write this down. Now, if you'd like to take notes of church, write this down. Ready? Solutions become more valuable 
as problems become more severe. David's got a problem here. He's got a giant. He got, uh, you know, if, if you take the average Jew in the age that David was probably at this time, David probably was only five foot seven. He's got a big giant, not a little giant. Yeah, all of us can have little problems. We think we can. Little problems become big problems when we leave God out. Solutions become more valuable as problems become more severe, so find a solution. And we all know the solution, don't we? God before you, who can be against you? So watch here. Here's, here I, want, I want to look at verse 40 with me. And he took his staff in his hand. If you do a, a study in the Bible on the word staff, where it was uh, Aaron's rod, or, but if you take a, 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 just do a word study on the word staff, you know what you're going to find out? It's the word of God. David took the word of God. Are you, are you still with me? I love you, and you're a good, hard worker, and I even talked about you yesterday in a good way. But you're useless when you quit using that word. You're powerless when you quit using the word. It's, more, it's not just a preacher saying you ought to get up every morning and early enough to read your Bible and pray before you go to school or before you go to work. It's important. It's important. But he's like his staff in his hand. <coughs> And chose, now put a big mark around that word chose, because it's going to mean a lot here in a minute to you. <clears throat> and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook. Christ is the water of life. He had the word of God, and what he took to use came from Jesus Christ. Things to remember here. When I, I, I had fought a war, gone through the Marine Corps, married, had kids, forever got saved. I can say 42 miles from right this spot right here. 42 miles. from I mean, this very spot in 1970. I, don't, I mean, I had already gone through the Marine Corps. I had gone through all that training. I'd, I'd gone through Vietnam. <clears throat> I'd been wounded. I'd been put in a body bag for dead. I was married. I had kids before I ever got saved. I, I wasn't one of those kids when you, uh, you know, raised up in, in, in Christian school, kindergarten, went to a college, a Christian college. No, that wasn't my life. I knew how to drink and get drunk and use drugs. I knew how to take God's name in vain. When I got saved, something changed. And I literally, I wanted to know the Bible. I wanted to know the truth. <clears throat> First time I ever heard this story preached, a guy said, well, he took five smooth stones because he didn't have any faith. And I thought, good night, he had enough faith to go against a giant. And it just puzzled me that people would, would preach that and say that. <clears throat> the second time I heard it preached, somebody said, uh, well, somewhere in the Bible it teaches that he had uh, some, some relatives. Five more, and he, he knew if he killed one, he's going to have to kill the rest of the outfit. And I, I, I thought about that. Hold your finger here. Just hold your finger there and, and turn to 2 Samuel. You're in 1 Samuel. Turn to 2 Samuel 21. 2 Samuel 21. I still believe you ought to know what's in the Bible. 2 Samuel 21. <clears throat> we're going to go right back to where we were, so don't, don't believe me yet. <clears throat> Raise your hand if you've got 2 Samuel 21. All right. Now look at verse 22. 
These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. How many stones did he take? Five smooth stones. And guess what happened later? That whole outfit, sorry, outfit got killed by David. Amen? So I, I don't care how you want to present that, but don't be telling me he didn't have faith. <clears throat> now watch this carefully. It said he chose, to keep this on your mind, he chose five smooth stones, watch with me, to help his country. To help them not be defeated by the devil's outfit, but to be a strong nation. <clears throat> He's walking off of this mountain, there on that mountain, and he walks down the hill <clears throat> to go <clears throat> to where this giant was, to where the fight was. Are you listening to me? He went down to the valley because that's where the fight was. We all like the mountaintop. Let's be honest. I like it when folks are getting saved and the, and, and the tithes are coming in and I, and I feel good at my old age and everything's going uh, just beautiful. I love that. But you're going to find out when you get old, getting old ain't for scissors. You get up every morning and worry about two things. What am I going to eat and what's going to hurt? <clears throat> but he came down and as he's coming down, now stay with me. If you've ever been in a mountainous area, if you've ever been to Colorado, New Mexico especially, <clears throat> rocks, a small rock where I live as big as a wheelbarrow. People go, oh, I wish we had those rocks. And I'm thinking, I wish you had them too. <laughs> Remember when we were putting in that, that septic system? Man, we tore up backhoes trying to dig the rocks up. So here's what I want you to understand. It wasn't the fact that it was hard to find rocks. He's stumbling over rocks coming down to the valley. He's coming off the mountain. There's rocks everywhere. Do you understand that? <clears throat> it's not the fact that he was, had to look hard to find rocks, that he's falling over them. He could have picked up rocks from anywhere. But the Bible said he chose. You understand what that it means? He didn't take any old rock. We're living in a day and age, we're stumbling over a religion. There's churches everywhere. <clears throat> uh, he, he talked me out yesterday, showed me some of the uh, things you guys have on your minds. You're a bunch of idiots. But uh, <clears throat> some, some of the things that, you, that, that, you know, God has led him to, to, to want to accomplish, and it's too much for old people. But anyway, <clears throat> he was showing me around. And as we, as we drove through the countryside, he, I was in places I used to roam. Did have no clue where I was. It has changed so much, grown so much. He took me to the old white church in Middleburg, and there's like a drugstore over here now where there used to be a Ma and Pa store. That used to be the only thing in Middleburg. And there was no Orange Park, by the way. It didn't exist. And as we drove through, we saw churches everywhere. You couldn't drive two or three miles to find a church. And, and I made a statement to him. I said, Brother Greg, I said, man, down here, you can find a church anywhere. He said, well, a church building. And that's a true statement. We got rocks everywhere. Are you staying with me? We have rocks everywhere. David had his stumbles off the mountain and comes down. He's stumbling over every kind of rock in the world. It wasn't a lack of rocks. <clears throat> 1,440 different denominations in the world today. 
That's not counting the demonic churches, the satanic churches. That's people who claim to know God and on their way to heaven. 1,440 different denominations. There's rocks everywhere. Are you listening to me? There's rocks everywhere. But he chose five smooth stones. That ought to mean something to us as we study the Bible. He wouldn't settle for just any old rock. We shouldn't settle for just any old religion. <clears throat> well, don't matter what road you take, all roads lead to Chicago. Honey, I ain't going to Chicago. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man, no human, comes to the Father but by me. This church can't get you there. That preacher can't get you there, but we can tell you who can. Because Jesus can get you there. And a simple sermon, and I'm going to talk fast because they promised me a good food if I hurry up. <laughs> he takes the staff, the word of God. He, he takes, he, he chooses five smooth stones. And he took them, watch this now, he took them out of the brook. All those things are important. All those things are important. Now watch this carefully. Stone, first smooth stone he took was the smooth stone of faith faith. He had to have faith to fight the giant. Look at verse 37 back in 1 Samuel 17. Verse 37. <coughs> David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the, out of the paw of the bear, he would deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with thee. And David said, moreover, the Lord you see, David had to have the smooth stone of faith to change his country. He had to have a smooth stone of faith to fight the giants ahead of him. By the way, it ain't easy to fight giants. It, it never is. We think it is, but it's not. So, listen carefully. So, sometimes <clears throat> the giants out, outnumber us. You realize that there's more against you than there are for you? You realize that, right? Do you realize <clears throat> they're trying to get it so us preachers can't even travel unless we've got proof we've taken the vaccine? There's giants out there. There's giants out there. And by the way, I'm not against you. If you're taking the vaccine, God bless your gizzard. I'm not against you doing that. But I should have the right to take it or not take it. Amen. There's giants, and it's not easy to fight. By the way, we got to have enough faith to fight wrong. There's an old old saying, everybody's heard it a million times, <clears throat> those who stand for uh, nothing will fall for anything. And so it, it, takes, it takes faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let, let me say this to you. If God can save me, then God can protect me. Amen and amen. The second smooth stone he took was this thing called work. What a ugly, dirty word. Work, work is a, just, just a bad word. Wishy-washy wishing will not work when old-fashioned work will work. Somebody's got to run the buses. Somebody's got to tell somebody about Jesus. Somebody's got to build a church. Somebody's got to teach the, the, the truth. Somebody's got to pray. Work. 
By the way, David was the only one that accepted the giant's challenge. You are a Bible believer, yes or no? Okay. Here's the giant challenging him, cussing God, cussing God's people. And he said, hey, just send somebody on out here. We don't have to have a war. Just send somebody out here. Bless God, we'll get after it. Amen. Only one accepted the challenge. We, we talk about emerging churches. We talk about this and we talk about that. But, but who's, who's taking up the challenge? Well, listen carefully. Why not just take the truth? We're looking for change. And every time we get change, our country goes downhill. We're looking for change in our churches. Do you realize some of the best church members I've ever had I'll never see again because of COVID? Think about it for a minute. Think about it. Thank God some are starting to come back. But it takes work. Takes work. Remember the, the story in the Bible about the rope holders that took the, the basket at night and led him down by the, by the ropes out of the window? It takes work to help others. Listen to me carefully. Who wants to run a bus route when you can't, the windshield wipers can't keep the water off the windshield? Who, who wants to, to run a bus route? And, and who wants to be the bus? Uh, I'm driving it. You run, knock on the door. And you come back and it looked like somebody threw you in the lake. You're so wet. Uh, who wants to do it when it's <clears throat> the heat index is 117? But if you're going to help somebody, it's going to take work. It's going to take work. To keep, it'll take work to keep somebody out of hell. What's, what's a soul worth? What's a soul worth? We've been seeing a lot of folks saved lately in our church. And, 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 and just, I'm talking about doing wonderful work. Thank God for work. Third smooth stone he picked up was this thing called prayer. Look at verse 45. Verse 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee, watch this now, in the name of the Lord of hosts. You see, he said, you know what he's saying? He said, listen, you, you've, you've got a, a man running in front of you with a shield. you got this big old spear. you got this big old sword. Buddy, i got something bigger than that. i got God. Yeah. Amen. With God, all things are possible. God before you, who can be against you? I'm trusting in God. <clears throat> By the way, he said, in, in, uh, is it John 14, 14, where he said, <clears throat> you, shall, you shall have anything that you ask of me? Now watch this carefully. If you ask anything in my name, is the way he worded it, wasn't it? If you shall ask anything in my name. Why did he say, if you shall ask? Because most of us ain't asking. We're too busy for God. We don't need God. Everything is handed to us anymore. You have not because you ask not. You go, you go on on Philippians 4, 6. There's just verses after verses after verses after verses. If you ask, then why don't you ask it? You got a mom or dad ain't saved yet, young people? Are you asking God to save them? Oh, by, by the way, parents, you got a kid that's not saved yet? Grandparents, 
You got a, you got a child that's broken your heart. Listen, be careful. I don't care how great of a Christian you are, you still have heartaches. And a lot of it, if not most of it, comes from your own family. But are you praying about it? Don't tell anybody. Just, it's just between me and you. Prayer can do anything God can do. Don't tell anybody. That's my secret. So then, if that's true, why aren't we praying? Then watch this carefully. Then he took the smooth stone of wisdom. <clears throat> In verse 47, the Bible says this. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. You do, it's not wisdom to run away. If you, by the way, if you run away, you've quit. You run away, you've surrendered. Some, some of you run away from your bus routes because of COVID. Some of you run away from soul winning because of COVID. Did you know where I live, it's government controlled. And anything that's got, and Daniel, I, I love you. But with the Navajo people, they're so under control of the donkey, not the elephant, that they're believing everything they're told. And they are scared to death. They don't even, listen, they don't yell at you. You go to go knock on the door and they yell, don't come in here. You're trying to kill somebody. Seriously. Scared to death. But somebody's got to care. Somebody's got to care. So now we've got to come up with having enough wisdom to come up with a way to win souls. It, it, listen, God's word, word and God's will does not change because of COVID. We, had to, we heard that this morning in Sunday school class, didn't we? God's way must continue. Let, let me give you a good definition of wisdom. Ready? Wisdom is using God's help in making your decisions. Wisdom is using God's help to make your decisions. We got, we got into a, a habit in this world of making decisions based on us. Uh, by the way, we do judgment the same way. I judge you because uh, you did wrong because you did this. The only way I know what you would do is because that's what, what I would have done. Hello? So be careful how you do judge people. You know what? You, you, you will hear a lie sometimes and you turn it into the truth and you don't even can't prove it's the truth. You know what all white people leave? You, 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 you know I have fun with this back home. Did you know that white people believe you get a check from the casinos every month and you get a check from the oil royalties every month? And if that's so, why hadn't you been tithing all these years? Oh, why people believe that? Now, what the truth is that the different tribes, the leadership gets a little bit of money. But it never trickles down to the people. Be careful what you lie about. And some of you, because you're white, you're spreading that lie. Because you, in your heart of hearts, you believe it. But it's not true. Listen carefully. Jesus didn't die. That's a lie. God is still on the throne. He's still in control. Amen. So wisdom is simply this, using God's help in making our decisions. Boy, you guys got some decisions you got to make. And you're dumber than day old goat if you leave God out of it. Amen and amen. 
Then watch this carefully. You won't like this one either. The fifth smooth stone he picked up was holy living. Holy living. Uh, let me say this. If you're living a holy life, you can take up a stone. If I am living a holy life, I can take up faith. I can take up work for God. I can take up prayer. I can take up wisdom. I can, I can live holy. And by living holy, it gives me a right to pick up one of those smooth stones. Amen and amen. He took his bag. I love this. I'll close with this. He walks down a hill where there's just every kind of rock imaginable. But he didn't take the rocks from the hills. He took them from the brook. Watch me now. If you've ever been around river stones, they're smooth. You know why? The waters run over them and run over them. And mile after mile after mile of water has run over them. They become smooth. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the water of life. And when he took those smooth stones, he put them in his bag. My question to you is this this morning. Are you ready? What's in your bag? Just asking. What smooth stones are in your bag? Because if you've got the Smooth stone of faith and works and prayer and wisdom, you can live a holy life. Some years ago, before radio and before TV, before movie theaters, actors would go around and portray certain things. Most of the times, <clears throat> they were called one person acts or a one man show. That's where we get the terminology from. There was this <clears throat> actor who was giving readings, and people would pay to come in to, to hear him give these readings. And when he got through, people were shouting for him and just congratulating him. And he said, would there be anything else? <clears throat> and a preacher said, sir, why don't you do the 23rd song? So the actor got up and he said, you sure you want me to do 23rd song? You can tell this was a long time ago, can't you? And he said, sure I do. I, I would like for you to do the 23rd songs. The actor with precise wording, uh, the finest of voice you can muster and <clears throat> got up <clears throat> and he gave the 23rd Psalms. The people smiled. The people applauded. And after he was finished, the actor stood and looked around and he said, I want that old preacher to stand up now and do the 23rd Psalm. That old preacher Stood up like a giant for God. 
gray hair glistening. But he rose like a giant for God as he began to pace back and forth. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. And as he walked back and forth, you could tell the old man was walking with God as he recited the 23rd Psalms. He would walk and just, just, I'm talking about, you could tell he knew God and God knew him. There was absolutely no about it. Oh, he walked with God. He walked with God beside the still waters. He walked with God in the green valleys. He walked with God in the dark valley. And when he walked with God, he came out on the bright side of the valley. He sat down. Not a word. No one gave him an, an applause. But tears was in everybody's eyes. People did not know what to say. They had never heard it quite like that before. The actor stood back up. And the actor said, the difference between me and that preacher is this. I knew the 23rd Psalm, but he knew the shepherd. But he knew the shepherd. America will never be great again until we get more people who know the shepherd. I want America back. I still believe in revival. I still believe all things are possible with God. But it starts to get Know the things you think you know, or do you know the shepherd? If you don't know the shepherd, you can know him today. Whether you're listening to it streaming or if you're sitting here listening to me, God looks on the heart, man looks on the outward appearance. And when God sees our hearts, it goes from person to person. Does he see someone that knows him and he knows them? Does he see someone that wants to know him? When he comes across that one that wants to know him, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not might be, not could be, shall be saved. Do you, this morning, know the shepherd? You see the solutions become more valuable as the problems become more severe. And God can take a mess and turn it in to a message. Thank you.